and glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on the last day of January, Big J. Yeah, the, the last 31st day. 31st. Crazy. Of January 2020. It's a Friday. My name is Nick. There's Big J right there, man. I'm right here, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us this morning on a Friday. We have a quite a busy one planned out for you. Number one, Big J has got a life lesson for you. Yeah. Number two, we got to give away a best seats in the house table. What? Dave and Buster's for the big game coming up on Sunday, our big game party. And if you think it's just, you know, seats at Dave and Buster's, oh, my friend, are you wrong? Not only will you get a Sam Adams cooler along with it, but you'll also get $50 in food and drink that you can spend Sunday. So your tab's taken care of. At least fifty dollars worth is anyway, and you get to share nachos with me. Oh, is that the deal? I'm throwing that in. Is that attractive? I don't know. I guess it depends on the person, right? Listen, let's be honest. There's not a lot to share at the end of the day. Is that what it is? I'm very protective over my nachos. All right. Well, then maybe you shouldn't offer it up. Uh, well, that was I'm um, trying to change and be a better person. On top of that, we will have a uh, 10 cent review of the movie The Rhythm Section that is out in theaters officially today over the course of the show too. And all sorts of other fun and excitement. So hopefully you are ready to go. We'll also give you our final score predictions on the big game, too. Oh boy. We're not messing around, Big J. Start thinking now. <sighs> we know who you want to win. Yeah. But what does your heart and your gut and your mind in the world of the Super Bowl think that final score is going to be? I'm ready. No, you don't say now. We're going to tease it. All right. We're going to tease I'm it. I'm just saying I'm prepared all right. for, for school. Wonderful. Wonderful. We'll get started with some important stuff, but first, some jams. This is Pink Floyd. It is money here on 100.3. The X rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Being stressed out is no fun, Big J. And it turns out that being near somebody is enough to decrease your stress in a stressful situation. Especially if that stress is related to fear. What? Even if you don't know that person. Sometimes just being around somebody else goes, hey, maybe... Maybe I shouldn't be so afraid. I mean, God, what a baby, right? You're right. Apparently, uh, psychological tension can be reduced by the mere presence of another person, even if this person is unknown and doesn't even provide active support. They also found the people in the study felt better whether or not the person with them belonged to the same group or not they were a part of. The study leader said uh, the anxiety-reducing effect was strong when the subjects perceived the other person as less similar, probably because then they assumed that the other person, unlike themselves, was not afraid. And they're like, no, man, this person isn't afraid. I shouldn't be scared either. So we'll see what ends up happening. But if you find yourself in a stressful situation or you're scared, get somebody else there with you. Because you're not going down alone, right? Right. Drag you to hell, too. Come on. (laughs) Make you feel a little bit better. America's unofficial national holiday arrives on Sunday when Super Bowl 54 will pit the San Francisco 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's all happening at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida, home of the Miami Dolphins. The stadium's sixth Super Bowl. They last hosted the game 10 years ago, February 2010. Do you remember what that matchup was, Big J? Um, let's see. Yeah, it was the Saints and the Colts. Good job. Saints, the Saints won. Yes, Fox will be airing the uh, game. Broadcast will include hours of pregame coverage. And it's going to be a big old fun thing. 4.30 p.m. kickoff. Reminder, our big game party, Dave and Busters. Our fun starts at 2. We need you to get there before kickoff to peel into the super square pool. That's totally free. 
going to fill that thing up. We're going to give away things like tool tickets, corn tickets, in this moment tickets, and an autograph breaking Benjamin guitar and Nintendo Switch stuff from Fireball Whiskey. It's going to be pretty awesome. And you're invited to join us, so make sure you do that. Dave and Buster's on Milwaukee this Sunday starting at 2 p.m. Guess what? The first episode of Star Trek Picard is available for free on YouTube, courtesy of CBS All Access. Picard! It's been getting pretty good reviews. People are geeked up about it. It looks pretty interesting. Patrick Stewart returns as a retired Starfleet Admiral. Episode will stream for free for a limited time. And then the subsequent episodes will premiere Thursdays on All Access, which requires a subscription to get to. But if you're a Trekkie, I I feel like this is a must-watch. Something that you probably have to get involved in because it looks like they're calling back a whole bunch of characters from Next Generation and maybe others too. Yeah, the the promo uh, for it looks. You know, I, I was like, wow, it looks really interesting. And you know, um, Patrick Stewart. Listen, the work he's been doing here lately in the later part of his life is just pretty amazing. You like it? Logan was amazing. Yes. So uh, I, I'm kind of interested in it, but I don't know if I want to throw down for CBS All Access. Well, why don't you check out the first episode for free and see if it'll drag That's you? A great idea. Yeah, you're I'll welcome, pass. man. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, then you don't want to watch it at all. I do, but then if I like it, I'm stuck that I got to get CBS All Access. It's true. I mean, it's $5.99. You could probably knock it out in two months, the series, if you wanted to. So it's $10. It's less than probably what it would cost you to buy a movie on Vudu. But all right, whatever you want to do, man. It's your world. Morning After, there's your first round of important stuff. J. At some point, Nick, as a parent, uh, you got to learn to let go. And especially as a uh, father of two ladies, of two girls, uh, as they've gotten older now, uh, I tell you what, lately it's been it's been real tough on old Big J. This last month was, oh boy, uh, where I've got a 22-year-old and she, first time last weekend, went out in the town yeah. with some friends. Partied up. Uh, and I was very nervous about it because uh, the first time that she had any alcohol, it didn't go great. She didn't really know what was going on, and she got really sick. And that's hard to watch as a, as a parent. Uh, I felt I took a lot of responsibility for that because I didn't really show her the way, if you will. And so she went out in the town, had a great time, ran into uh, co-workers. <laughs> Of yours. Yeah, friends. Someone she considers an uncle. Uh, it was a weird situation, but, you know, it went okay. And so she had fun. She did adult things, and every, she was safe, and that's all that mattered to me. Now we go to the next one, who... Uh, this one is really tough, Nick. Uh, as she is older now and, and dating, and like a lot of people her age, onto the dating site Tinder. Oh God. I, I put down, I was like, no, you will not, do not go on Tinder. Use Bumble. Why? Why Why did you have a preference? Uh, because at least, you know, there's a little more control, you know, with Bumble because the ladies, they have more control uh, in that situation. Okay. And so I was like, oh. And I get a text last night as we're leaving the theater, Nick, and it's a picture of, uh, 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 of a profile. It's got a picture of you. Me? Am I in that? Oh, wait, you're not in no, that. No, I'm not in that picture. It's me, Randy, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, what's it, uh, uh, Adam. And so we're on somebody's profile on the, tin- on the Tinder. And I'm like, where is this from? And that's how I found out my kid was on Tinder. And I was very like, oh, man. And I've been really, uh, we had a conversation about it the other night, and I didn't really want to see this happen. But, you know, uh, she makes good points where a lot of her friends have uh, that are in stable, you know, relationships 
they found each other on Tinder. And so it's hard to, to argue when they present an argument like that to you. So listen, uh, they you like these guys that these uh, my friends are dating? And I'm like, yeah, they seem okay. Well, that's where they found them on Tinder. And I'm like, okay. But my only bad, ex- all my bad experiences come from Randy. Right. So I guess uh, maybe it's not all about that kind of life on Tinder. Maybe there are people who are actually trying to find uh, relationships and uh, not just thirsty people out there. But either way, I mean, those two sh- things happening in the same, you know, week span, to be perfectly honest with you, it's a lot to take for old Big J. And uh, you got to let go of your kids sometimes. I'm surprised that the roles have reversed here. And I thought the wife would have a harder time with some of this stuff. No, it's me. <laughs> Uh, having a difficult time and maybe it's because I'm a man and you know I was one of those guys out there looking for ladies and so it's that whole revenge thing coming back to get you Nick sure um, either way you got kind of let go and and uh, I put up a little stick last night about the tinder but I'm like listen that's a losing battle why be the one who's just gonna be a, a, a cranky old man and might as well they're gonna do it anyways right I mean, they're adults. Yeah. You have no control over yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the truth. And uh, you speak it. And so basically, you just got to let go and, and wish for the best and, and hope that you've done your job up to this point and given them the skills that they need to make good decisions. And so that's all there is to it. Has Randy popped up on her Tinder yet? See, that's the stuff I'm afraid of. I hope not because he's way older than they are. Like, by 10, 15 years, maybe. I don't even know how old is Randy. I think he's 50. I don't know. I don't know. I really He's don't not know. that old. No, God, I hope not. And it's, you know, uh, kudos to the to the kid who's got us on his profile picture, but that's also horrifying to me. <laughs> Enjoy. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your life lesson. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Fair warning, the following story, not a good one, no. not something that uh, we should be proud of, but certainly something that I think, at least uh, my opinion of the matter is, maybe it's time we start talking about it a little bit more. Okay. Uh, and that would be suicide in the state of Idaho. That's uh, bad, man. A report from the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare has revealed that 2018 was the worst suicide rate in Idaho history. Okay. Uh, about 418 people died by suicide in 2018. Basically, that's 24 people out of every 100,000 in Idaho. That's crazy. Idaho had the fifth largest suicide rate in 2017. Odds are they're going to go up in that in 2018. Uh, the suicide rate in teens, young adults, Native Americans, and older people in Idaho considerably raised between 2014 and 2018, according to the report. And so they're trying to figure out what to do to combat the increase. So they've done a couple of things. Let's give credit where credit is due. As much as as recently as two weeks ago, uh, Idaho gave the okay for a three-digit suicide hotline. So now if you are struggling with uh, some thoughts and you need to talk to somebody, you just have to dial 211. And then this, the two prompt will get you directly to the suicide hotline, which is great. That's but a good start, yeah. Don't forget, there's also the direct line, and you can text the suicide hotline as well, 208-389-4357. But I guess the question becomes, how are other ways that we can combat it? And maybe it's by talking about it a little bit more. I know that's weird, but there's this stigma attached to suicide, obviously, whereas it's basically unspoken. When you think about it, man, news agencies, 
anything like that, they don't report this stuff. So that when it comes down and the final numbers come out, it's incredibly, incredibly shocking because you don't hear about the suicides that happen in this state unless it's by a friend on social media or something happens or you know the person directly. The only time we know about this is when it's what? A murder-suicide, which is even darker and awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's tough, I mean, because, you know, the mental... The mental health is is a crisis i think and and this is the the uh i guess the disease part of it the suicide factor right and then everything else is a symptom and so that's you know as we've you know start to unravel the onion here and we find some of these things that uh that are going on with depression and anxiety and all those things that have changed over like you know what's changed over the last 15 years is it those things are now becoming more present or we're becoming more aware that they're present yeah and then when i was growing up as a kid you know suicide was one of those things was not an accepted form of a way out yeah right so i don't know what factor that plays into it either yeah, well, I, you're right, but but I, I also think it's because of that particular stigma that's attached to it. But, you know, much like when we talk about the Ride for 22 and veteran suicide, it's got to be about awareness first yeah. and making sure people know, hey, this is happening. Hey, it's a problem. Hey, people need help. And until we start realizing, uh, besides the one story a year that comes out about how many people are doing this in our state, and we start to kind of take umbrage to it and go, wow, this is actually a problem, an issue, and something that probably needs to be focused on, then maybe we can start making some strides in the right direction. Because right now, what we've been doing is basically ignoring it and watching those numbers go up and up and up and up and up. And it's just not good enough. So hopefully, you know, maybe this is the kickstart of it. Once again, it always is one of those deals where if you think somebody's having some issues, make sure you know that they know that they're not alone. Make sure you know the numbers that they can call if they want to get through. And if you're having issues, once again, 211 is the three-digit prompt that'll get you into the suicide line or 208-389-4357 for the local Idaho suicide hotline, please. Sunday is going to be a big day, Big J. San Francisco 49ers against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's in Miami, Florida. Game will kick off a little bit after 4.30 on Fox. We're going to be out at Dave & Buster's for our big game party beginning at 2. Come on out there before kickoff, so between 2 and 4.30 to sign up for the free Super Square Pool. That's where you want to be. Of course, you want to stay for the whole game, too, because if you're land, Square Lands, you're going to win some pretty cool things, including tickets to Tool, the band you just heard. we got corn tickets up for grabs. We have an autograph breaking Benjamin guitar, a Nintendo Switch as well, and Big Jay, we need a final score prediction. How is Super Bowl 54 going to pan out? We need it right now? Yeah, sure. You said you were ready an hour and a half ago, so. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go, boy, I'm going to go 37-34 49ers. All right. Uh, The spread is one and a half. The Chiefs are favored by one and a half points. It's been as low as one point. Uh, I'm going to say it's also a three-point game, but I got the Chiefs. I'm going to say 31-28 in favor of Kansas City and the Chiefs. God, I hope you're wrong. Uh, I know you do. You're a 49ers fan. Of course you hope you're wrong. I'm wrong. Big J, the Lakers will play their first game tonight since the death of Kobe Bryant. Uh, It's going to happen, and the Portland Trailblazers are going to take the floor against the Lakers on the Staples Center. Pre-game tribute is planned. The Lakers are keeping details of it private until the game. So you're going to see the Lakers on the court for the first time since Kobe Bryant's passing. Of course, they canceled Tuesday's game against the Clippers as a way to honor him, and we'll see what ends up happening for the pregame stuff for the Lakers. We're going to get into the All-Star game and some of the changes they made in honor of Kobe Bryant, and it's just weird, I think. While I agree that it's very good to to honor Kobe Bryant, it's weird the way they're doing it. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't uh, heard we'll anything We'll get into it. it next hour for sure in important stuff. 
Big J Property Brothers are muscling into kids' television. They are finally going to get a preschool animated series. Yay! Drew and Jonathan Scott are developing <laughs> Builder Brothers Dream Factory. Uh, it follows 10-year-old twins with an imagination, creativity, and grit based on their childhood. And so finally, you're going to get an idea of what it's like to be real estate moguls at 10-year-old kids, dude. Great. And pass that on to your children. I've been wanting to do that. See what happens, and maybe just maybe they can make you millions of dollars and be on TV once. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Rose Hill, Kansas is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, yeah. Kansas. It's a tale we can all relate to, Big J. It's about a man who can't find his damn keys. You know? Daryl Zero, man. Get it Zero Effect going. <laughs> referencing a movie only you and I have watched. That is not true. But... You know, it's very frustrating when you have lost your keys and you can't find them anywhere. So you start to look at places that maybe you wouldn't normally look at. You know, you're like, oh, Jesus, is it under, you know, this weird, uh, you know, ottoman that I haven't moved in years? Nope. Uh, maybe I should dig through the couch cushions just to see if maybe it fell out of my pocket or something. I got to really get in there and see if I can do something. And that's what this gentleman was doing. He was digging through his couch cushions, trying to find his keys. He did not find his keys, Big J. But what he did find certainly surprised him as oh, he God. was rummaging around for his keys and he started to feel something really slimy. And he was like, that's weird. <laughs> Next thing you know, he sees it and he has to call the police because he he found a, quote, giant brown snake in his living room couch while looking for his keys. Now, this man does not own a snake and he does not know where it came from. So the Butler County Deputy Fire Chief had to show up. He showed up to remove the sink, which is identified as a red-tailed boa constrictor from the couch. Big J, it was over six feet long. Look out. Holy crap. Yep. He says, uh, the fire chief said he did mess with him a little bit. He actually took his gloves off, and he said you could handle him real easy. He was pretty gentile. He was very docile. He never felt in danger at all. But he did say that in his 12 years as fire chief, he's never seen anything quite like this. Of course, the snake was six feet long, but it could have been as long as eight feet. Nobody knows how it got into the couch. The boa constrictor is now in care of a pet shop until somebody comes forward to claim it. If nobody does, it may be donated to the area program that travels to schools teaching kids about reptiles, dude. Oh. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Well, Find he, old Snakey at home. Yeah. He can help out some kids. It seems to be pretty friendly. But still probably relatively scary if you're digging through it. No word on whether or not this guy ever found his keys, by the way, too. Well, the snake probably ate him. <laughs> so he was looking for keys, found a gigantic snake. Not sure how it happened, but these things happen from time to time in this world. It's very strange and very scary. I would say this is why I, like, f put a flashlight down anywhere before I put my hands in someplace, you know? Let's be safe. That's not practical. Well, I mean, you had a flashlight on your phone, so it's pretty easy to do. You just light up where you're going to put your hand if it's in a dark, small space. You don't know. I'd never sit down again. On that couch? That yeah. couch is now any, garbage? Any couch. <laughs> Well, you better watch out then. Be careful. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the morning after with Nicky Big J. It's the X-Rocks. Looking for a great deal on a high-quality pre-owned vehicle? We make it. So Foo Fighters, it's Learn to Fly here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X-Rocks. It is your daily reminder that people still are gross, Big J. Oh, uh, yeah? Yep. The survey is out. They surveyed 24,000 U.S. adults. And it was all about how many of us wash our hands when we go to a bathroom, okay? 
still this again? Oh, come on. It's even worse. Because in a perfect world, I mean, I, I realize not every single person is going to wash their hands every time they go to the bathroom. They should, but I realize it's just not a realistic expectation because there's still a lot of groceries out there. But I would like to see the number, what, 85, 90% of people that wash their hands on a regular basis? If you had to guess, how many people would you say, say, now keep in mind, this is anonymously, say that they wash their hands every time, with soap, every time they go to the restroom. How many? Yeah. 40%. It's a little bit higher. It is uh, 56%. 58% of U.S. adults say they always wash their hands with soap after going to the restroom. 25% say they never wash their hands when they go to the bathroom. That's what really worries me. Do you understand? How yeah, are how those people still alive to answer a survey? How are a quarter of us still not washing our hands every time we go to the bathroom? Or even sometimes. This is this is the people that say, nope, they don't. Uh, the generation that is the most likely to actually wash their hands, 18 to 24-year-olds, Big J. Only 28% of them say they don't wash their hands uh, or, or wash their hands, uh, I guess, sometimes. And only uh, 4% of them say they rarely wash their hands with soap and water after going to the bathroom. Women, of course, much cleaner than men, uh, and it's not even close. Say uh, about uh, 73% of women say they always wash their hands with soap after they go to the bathroom. And 1 in 20 men say they don't even have soap in their bathroom. <laughs> That's insane to me as well. How is, I mean, you have to shower and you have to wash your hands. You don't have any soap in your bathroom at all? What are you doing? What are you washing yeah, yourself Yeah, that's with? a problem. It's a real thing. So once again, people are really gross and grosser than you think. So I might be doing the fist bump thing. I, I thought it was weird at the beginning, but this might be the way to go. Because you have no idea where these people's hands have been. You know what I mean? Or I walk around with the, the, the Purell in my possession. I have it in my yeah, office and I have it in here. your undoing. So, uh, but people, You're going to leave yourself open to a terrible infectious disease. People are very gross. And I'll probably catch it from somebody else. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff. Hey, VIP time for Dave and Buster's on Sunday with Pop Culture Smackdown. That's on the way, too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. How far would you go to make people think you're an honest person, Big J? I mean, do I have to go far to do that? Yeah. Would you lie about it? Yes, I would lie about how honest I am. Good. That's what a new God, study I'm so says. honest, I swear. That's <laughs> what a new study says. Many people care so greatly about their reputation and how they're going to be judged by others that they will actually lie to appear honest, even in situations where it costs us money to lie. Ultimately, the study found that when people got very favorable outcomes, they anticipated other people's suspicious reactions. They then chose to lie in order to appear honest rather than telling the truth only to end up looking like a selfish liar. It's weird how honesty and our perception of other people motivates us to do things that are just crazy cuckoo. We've lived our lives, Big J, by not caring what other people think, right? Hell yeah. And so that helps. Is it the right path? I don't know. Yes. But it is the way. This is the way. America's unofficial national holiday happens on Sunday. Super Bowl 54. 49ers, Chiefs, your final score prediction one more no, time. No, no, no. What was your prediction? You didn't 30, do yours. I did too. You said you I hope didn't. I was wrong. Oh, that's 31-28, Chiefs over the 49ers. What was yours? Uh, 37-34, 49ers. 
Uh, we'll see what ends up happening Sunday from Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Kickoff a little bit after 4.30. We're going to be at Dave & Buster's beginning at 2 p.m. for our big game party. Reminder, come on out, man. We're going to give away a VIP package here in about 20 minutes. That's going to be the best seats in the house for sure, but we're going to have plenty of seats for everybody else, and we have, uh, what, 100 squares to fill up, Big J, for our super square pool. So we need you there. We we're going to give away a bunch of tickets to concerts and an autographed Breaking Benjamin guitar at the end of it. It's going to be awesome, so make sure you join us for that. Talked about how the NBA announced some major changes to its annual All-Star game yesterday. And the event that's going to happen on February 16th will include a tribute to Kobe Bryant. See if you can follow this, Big J. Here's what's going to happen. Under the new format, every quarter of the game will be turned into a mini-game to win money for charity before an untimed final quarter with a target score. So the winner will be decided by which team reaches that score first. So the scores will be reset to 0-0 after the start of the second and third quarters, then restored to begin the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter's target score will be determined by the total points the team in the lead scored in the first three quarters combined, plus 24 to honor Kobe Bryant. The NBA said there will also be other tributes to Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and the other helicopter crash victims as well. Do you follow any of that at all? That sounds really complicated. It really, really is. I mean, I I totally understand and respect the tribute thing, but this is almost impossible to follow. So basically what's going to happen is you have three mini-games with money going to charity for each winner, right? First quarter, second quarter, third quarter are mini-games. Whoever wins that money goes to a particular charity. Then they add up those scores, and let's say it's the East has 100 and the West has 99. Then you have to add 24. So basically it'll be the first team to 124 points will win the game. Does that make sense? So the yeah. the East has to score uh, 24, the West has to score 25 in order to win and be the first team to 124 or whatever 24 points is uh, on top of the leading point score for the game. It's really, really convoluted. Well, good luck to y'all. Yep, February 16th is when that happens, and so that's what's going on. Late Cranberry singer Dolores O'Rourke apparently approved of Bad Wolf's cover of their song Zombie. And she was even scheduled to record a guest vocal for it on the day she died. But the surviving members of the group are now saying they're pretty disturbed that Bad Wolves released the version of the song just four days after Dolores died in January of 2018. The drummer Fergal from the Cranberries said, quote, I didn't really like it. It wasn't my cup of tea. And Noel Hogan said, who is the guitarist, said that he felt the song was, quote, a bit too soon for my liking anyway. The whole thing seemed insensitive or something. Uh, Bad Wolves released their version of Zombie on January 18th, 2018, three days after Dolores was found dead in her London hotel room. The track would later, of course, catapult the band to stardom, be certified platinum in the U.S. and elsewhere, and made Bad Wolves into pretty much an instant success. The band donated all a quarter of a million dollars from the proceeds of the song to her family. And Tommy Vex told us at the time that donating money to Orion's family was pretty much an easy decision for the band. If we didn't do that, we were shelving the song and it would never have seen the light of day. It's not like some cash grab. We're not here to capitalize on something. It was a tragic thing. What better way to pay tribute to her, you know, and then try to give back. Big J, if you remember when the song was released in 2018, we had this internal debate between us. Uh, While we knew the band wasn't capitalizing monetarily on the track, it certainly was a publicity grab. And does that make it worse, better, or not at all? Well, I mean, I don't blame the band for that. No, I don't think that's the band's call. That, they were stuck in a uh, hard, rock and a hard place. Um, but, uh, you know, it worked out 
I think for all parties involved, except for the rest of the ba- the people in the in the cranberries, yeah. um, they're not very happy about it. And you know, I think it was in a big hurry, in a rush to do it. And I I don't think it was the right thing to do. No, but you know that what happened happened. And um, you know, at the very least, though, the the family of uh, Dolores got got that money, and that's a good thing. And the song is good; it's really good. There's that as well. I mean, it was a good version. I would have been interested to see what they would have done with her vocals on it. You know what yeah. I mean? What they plan to do with it. But either way, uh, you know, it's two years, three years old almost now at this point. And so, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But that's that's how people are feeling about it now, looking back on the situation. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yes, and you're going to have to know the Super Bowl facts here because we have an awesome prize that includes a uh, best seats in the house at Dave & Buster's for our big game party on Sunday. You also get a Sam Adams cooler. Nick, what are some of the other cool stuff they get? They have a $50 gift certificate what? for food and drink at Dave & Buster's for Sunday as well. And it's a table for four. So it is you and three friends get the VIP treatment at Dave & Buster's with some cool things, courtesy of ourselves, of course, and Dave & Buster's, too. So not bad, right? Yeah, and, and you're going to have to earn this, I hope. I, I think you're going to get some of these questions right, Nick, but we'll, I never know. We'll see. Uh, it all kind of depends. But 208-287-1003 if you want to join us on Sunday VIP style at Dave & Buster's for our big game party. Good luck to everybody. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. Then to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Hi, what's your name? This is Julie. All right, Julie. Good luck. Julie, which team won the first ever Super Bowl? Which team won the first ever Super Bowl? Green Bay Packers. Right, that's correct. Nick, which team lost the first ever Super Bowl? Uh, I believe that was the Kansas City Chiefs. That is correct. Right. Uh, Julie, which quarterback has the most Super Bowl starts? Is it? I'll give you some choices here. Okay, John Elway, Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, or Troy Aikman. Now I regret giving your choices. Uh, I'm going to say Tom Brady. That is correct. Nick, how many times have the New England Patriots been to the Super Bowl as a franchise? Yes. Okay, they lost the Bears once. They lost to the Packers. They then went on a run where Brady won six but lost two. So that's that's nine. Nine times. No, it's ten times. Ten times? Ten times. Which one did I miss? You missed... Uh, oh, he lost three. He lost the Eagles. I yeah, forgot he lost yeah, three. You lost, dang it. You ruined everything, Nick! I tried. I you tried. idiot! I was close. I worked really hard to come up with questions. Julie, congratulations. You are going to go VIP style to Dave & Buster's on Sunday. Hang on one second. You can get to the Super Bowl uh, halftime stuff. Ask him up. Ask him up. Let's see. Which Super Bowl halftime performance had the biggest audience, Nick? Was it Katy Perry, Prince, or Bruno Mars? What do you mean people tuning in? Yeah. Uh, Bruno Mars? Nope. Katy Perry with her shark. Remember the shark? I do. Left shark, right shark. Uh, And and Nick, uh, within five points, what's the most amount of points total combined in a Super Bowl? Uh, within five, I'll say 65. No, no, 75. 75. Yeah, it was the 49ers versus San Diego. It was 49 to 26. There you go. Uh, there is your fun pop culture smackdown. We're going to do a run of headlines. That's happening next on the X-Rock. Headlines there brought to you by GoTeamSaveMoney.com. It is where you need to go if you want to start your next new or used car adventure. Team Mazda Subaru has you covered in any aspect of that that you would like to get into. 
So check it out for yourself. Big J headlines are as follows. Cheaters never win? Seems cruel and, again, not a good idea. Uh, not a good idea. We keep telling you guys, you gotta stop calling 911 for reasons that aren't emergencies and people don't listen, man. Benjamin Duddles called 911 in Wisconsin about a woman snoring in his bed. And now he's been arrested after calling police and asking a particular 911 dispatcher if they wanted to, quote, fool around or, quote, spend some quality time together. Police say he called the emergency line at the Waukesha Police Department four times in the span of 37 minutes last week to make the odd request. When police went to his home following the calls, they found him intoxicated. You want to know why, Big J? Because it's Wisconsin. He's been charged with two misdemeanor drug counts, too, and unlawful phone use. So he'll be going to jail for a little while, all because he wanted to get a little brandy with the uh, phone operator there at 911. I mean, I know you watch it on the TV show and you think Jennifer Love Hewitt's on the other end, but that's probably not an accurate depiction of what's really happening. And that's not what they're there for either. You understand? Right. Just so you know. Cheaters never win or seems cruel? Seems cruel. This is either a bit mean or a brilliant idea. Let's talk to you, Big J, our parenting expert. An anonymous mom shared a photo of her kid in the Facebook group Mama Mania. She edited the photo of the boy who was asleep to show a bunch of cockroaches on him and around him. And she captured her photo, quote, He didn't want to take a bath, so I took a picture while he was asleep and edited in the cockroaches. Now he wants to take a bath ten times a day. The post has gone viral with over 66,000 shares. Many commented they would use this method to get their kids to practice better hygiene. But, Big J, is it just giving the child some sort of weird complex that he's going to need couch time to describe in about five to ten years? Now, that kid's going to create his own complexes anyways. (laughs) You might as well use it for good and not evil. I mean, I saw the picture. It's like, I mean, she's got cockroaches all over his head and stuff. I mean, that's like, I don't know, man. That's like nightmare cruelty almost to me. Well, I mean, great Photoshop work then. It doesn't look dumb. Uh, well, I mean, it also looks kind of... You know, I'll show it to you. It looks kind of fake, but not super fake. It's just enough to make the kid probably go, Oh, God, there's bugs crawling all over me. I need to keep clean. Listen, what what could be worse for the kid, okay? Uh, having his mother do this to him or him show him to class one day and the teacher sending him home because he smells bad. You tell me. I'm going to go with the latter one. I'd much rather have the complex of, of being scared of cockroaches because that last one happened to me. Guess who started taking showers? So both worked, really. Oh, you st- you didn't take showers even after you got sent home? Yeah. Okay, so it worked for you, too. Yeah, but I, that was far worse, okay, than me having a problem with cockroaches. All right. Being All right. Uh, humiliated and embarrassed in front of the class. All right, that's fair. You're right. You're right. So you wish your mom would have photoshopped some cockroaches yeah! on you. All right. Got it. Thanks, Mom. Were you just anti-bath? Is that what the thing was? You were going through that phase where yeah. you're like, I don't want yeah. to take no bath. Yep. Big J. Maybe you don't get it. My poor mom. <laughs> Wrap it up with cheaters never win. This isn't what you'd expect from state troopers, but the Georgia Department of Public Safety fined an entire class of the Georgia State Patrol troopers after it found that they were widespread cheating on part of the entrance exam they took. The commissioner say, held a news conference to address the firings of 31 troopers, calling it a punch in the gut. The troopers all graduated from the same training class in August of 2019, but they found out that they used some elaborate scam to actually get into the uh, the police academy, and that's what they were like, okay, can't do it. Got to get out of there. So watch your back, Big J. You never know who's cheating on exams. You understand? Yeah. Especially with the smartphones these days. Some weird elaborate string going on. 
There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. We're going to talk about the rhythm section, and we got your bad impressions on the way next on the X Rocks. Three Days Grace, I hate everything about you here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Up right now on xrock.com is the latest podcast presented by Cinemark Majestic Theaters for Morning After the Movies. We have a chance to talk about the big release of every single week this year thanks to our friends at Cinemark Majestic Theaters and we encourage you to check it out, download it, and check out some of our special guests. Uh, This week we have a special great listener, Steve Underwood, that is a huge movie fan that came along with us to see a movie called The Rhythm Section. Now, uh, I would say that this is a pretty quiet week for movie releases. Agree or disagree? Yes. And so, uh, you know, the Blake Lively kind of like action revenge vehicle is the biggest release of the week. And so we decided to go check that out. And uh, Big J, were you pleasantly surprised? Yeah, yeah. Especially considering we didn't really have a, a good, you don't really get a good sense of what this movie's about, even with the trailer. So uh, there was some mystery in, in that. And I kind of enjoy that lately, not knowing a whole lot, because Agreed. You, you come out uh, surprised and uh, when you're seeing a movie every week. That's how the gentleman was, by the way. Yeah. Also. Yeah, exactly. So uh, to me, it was it was a great surprise. And as you know, we did the podcast right after the movie. Uh, after thinking about it on the way home, I I, I just kind of realized I liked the movie even more than I did when I we did the podcast. And I was kind of in the middle a little bit when we did the podcast. So I thought it was a really interesting look at uh, the revenge kind of movie in a different light. Yeah. Uh, Jude Law is in it along with Blake Lively. And Jude talks a little bit about the narrative of the film. There's an element of thrill to it. Will she, won't she? Will she, won't she? I think there's a, got a great narrative of revenge and you wanting her to fulfill that sense of revenge but equally you realize she's on a bigger journey that she's cleaning herself up that she's learning to respect herself and i suppose ultimately is is she going to find all the answers through the revenge path or is she going to find the answers for herself the cast in this movie is pretty impressive blake lively does a really good job uh so does jude law and sterling k brown who's great in everything yeah. he does is also featured in the movie and one of the things that that are pretty interesting about the film are the really realistic kind of action scenes they have in it whether it's car chases or fight scenes they try to make it pretty like i mean it, it almost feels like either the wind is getting sucked out of the room with some of this stuff and blake lively talks about in particular a uh, fight scene she had with jude law that's prominently featured in the film jude was really fun to work with we had to do a fight scene in this film that was one take. I think it's like a three minute fight. The exciting part is that actors don't normally do their own stunts. We had to do this scene together and so the level of trust it takes to do that is something that's really intense because you're not just fighting with a choreography like a dance, you're also having to act in the scene and it's just a really vulnerable situation to be in. We did it and it's the thing that I'm most proud of in the movie. Big J, would you trust Jude Law enough to be in a fight scene with him? Oh, God, yeah. All right, just making sure uh, how your acting chops are. No, he shouldn't trust me because I don't know what I'm doing. But it is definitely one of those films that I think you'd be happy if you uh, if you check it out in a theater near you. You can check out the podcast. It's on uh, xrock.com right now. Uh, the entire uh, run of Morning After the Movies podcast are up there thanks to our friends at Cinemark Majestic Theaters. And it's always broken up into two parts. We all give you kind of our basic idea on the film, whether or not you should check it out in the beginning. And then we really get into the spoilers of the film. But overall, I think it's one that you should see. Agree? Yeah, and it's based off of uh, some uh, a book series that now I want to re- I want to go read. I want to go read something, Nick. Big J wants to read. Movies make Big J want to read. Uh, and if you're on the fence, here is a clip from the movie The Rhythm Section. Carla's security's tight. 
No gun will get through, not the way you're going in. Which is hell. He owns a penthouse on Central Park West, not his family home. A mistress. Four girls. Gas him first, square in the face, okay? Are you listening? Mm. When he goes down, cut his throat. You go in deep, you go in hard, ear to ear. Gas him first, or you won't manage and wait until you're undressed. You got a better idea? I don't have a worse one. So uh, there is the rhythm section. Check it out if you get an opportunity, and then check out the podcast on xrock.com. You will not be sorry. We're going to come back with a little thing we call bad impressions. That's next to the X Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And let's hook somebody up here with a CD of choice. Nick, you come on in here, you pick out a CD, and you enjoy that music to its nth degree. Free music? Free music! That's awesome. There's lots to choose from in there. There's the new Corn CD. There's the new uh, Breaking Benjamin CD. You can choose from lots of others in that stack as well. If you want it, get on the phone. 208-287-1003. Big J's got three clues. They point to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, look at you, man. Look at you. Look at me. You're going to go get some music. You ready, Big J? Yeah. Then to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Yeah, good morning. How are you, man? What's your name? It's Dustin. All right, Dustin, you're up. I was part of the infamous wardrobe malfunction during halftime of Super Bowl 38. Ooh, gotta have the next one. My junk is in a box. <laughs> Good old Jay Timberlake. Yeah, there you go. Good job, man. Hang on one second. We'll get you that CD. What was clue three? Friends just call me JT. And why is Justin Timberlake in the news? Uh, it's today is Justin Timberlake's birthday, Nick. Happy birthday, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, how do you think he is? I don't know. Uh, I'll say 38. You're close. He's 39 years old. All right, old. happy birthday. Weird that he's on your radar. You like a Justin Timberlake? Why, why wouldn't you? Well, I don't know. He's handsome. Sure. Debonair. Okay. Funny. I know you don't like his music. But nah, I, sometimes. Okay, what name your favorite Justin Bring Timberlake? Bring sexy song? back. Okay, there you go. And how about movies? Junk in a box. It's That's not favorite. really his song. Yeah, well, he's, he's it. in it. Yes, it's true. Uh, sure. Any he, movies of his that you like? I don't know any specific. That can you name any Justin Timberlake movies? Um, I know that he was in. What was that time travel movie where he had the watch? Was it? Was he in Looper? No, maybe he wasn't a looper. I don't remember. He was in a time travel movie. I remember that. He was also in, and now the name of it escapes me, but it's got Brad Renfro in it. And it's about kids in Florida doing bad things. And he's like a drug dealer in it. Ooh. Uh, got a bunch of fake tattoos on his body. But either way, happy birthday to Justin Timberlake. You think he'll pop up at the Super Bowl this year? I don't know. He needs to stay away from there. He Probably. ruined a lot of lives that day. Probably a good idea. We'll wrap up the show here next to the X Rocks. <laughs> Of a dead man, history of violence here on the morning after with Nick and Big J and on 100.3 The X Rocks. That's going to wrap up the show for this particular Friday and for the month, dude. Yeah, crazy. It's, it's over. February. February 1st is tomorrow. February 2nd is Sunday. That's when the big game party is. Reminder, we're going to be out at Dave & Buster's. We ask you to come on out and join us for the live broadcast. We're going to be out there starting at 2 p.m. Kickoff is at 4.30, but we need you out there before kickoff to make sure you have a spot, obviously, at Dave & Buster's, and then also to make sure you're in our absolutely and completely free 
super square pool. An opportunity to win. Somebody's going to win some tool tickets. Somebody's going to win some in this moment tickets. Somebody's going to win some corn tickets. And somebody's going to win an autograph Breaking Benjamin guitar. Uh, some great stuff courtesy of Fireball Whiskey and a Nintendo Switch, too. So there are going to be prizes that aren't going to cost anybody a cent to win during this broadcast. And it's going to be fun. And we want you to be there for the game with us. Agreed? Yeah, plus you get to hang out with us. Why yeah. wouldn't you want to do that? Exactly. Dummies. Uh, so, you know, have a good time. Make sure you're a part of the fun and be out there for Dave and Buster's. Big J, obviously, a, a 49ers fan. That's who you're going to be rooting for this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, in our time together, my team has won a Super Bowl. Uh, that was an amazing day. Uh, I remember me and Pete Stoffer in a uh, beer-induced haze having a very good time. And I was super happy for Watching you. Watching the Packers win the Super Bowl against the Steelers back in 2011, for God's sake. And uh, you had a chance to win one with the 49ers a couple years back. That was a really yeah. weird game where the power went out in the middle of it and the yep. Ravens ended up winning. And so now, do you have a little bit better feeling? I feel like this is a tougher team than the Ravens that you're going up against this time. Oh, right? yeah, big time. A much tougher team. However, I will say this. is I'm feeling pretty good about this because the last especially couple, I mean, four or five games that the Niners played, that defense, they just fly to the ball like there's nobody's business. It's a great and team. I think that that is going to be what you need to beat Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City Chiefs lost four games this year. They could lose this game, so I'm not counting them out. Uh, we'll see how it goes down, but uh, I'll be uh, super stoked if they win. And if they don't win, though, here's the thing. I'm the kind of fan now that I don't – it's not like my world's wrapped up in it. No, no, I don't even think you know, you're that big of a 49ers fan. You want I, them to win. But I want I them to win. But, yeah, I, here's what I'm trying to do is take a step back from all that because there's too much stress and stuff that <laughs> doesn't matter in your life that people make it about. I get more I get more satisfaction out of seeing the Seahawks lose than my team winning now. Very strange. But uh, either way, you can cheer on the 49ers with Big J or go anti-Big J during the course of the game on Sunday. Yeah, good luck on that. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time, and we want to see you out there. Uh, come Monday, we're going to have more tickets to things. Maybe even a chance for you to go check on Mystery Science Theater 3000 live at the Morrison Center. Live at the Morrison Center? Happening Sunday, February 9th. We'll have your tickets all next week, and we're going to start getting people qualified for a fantastic, beautiful pair of earrings courtesy of Lee Reed, Idaho's Diamond Jeweler, with our Valentine's Day dating game. It's going to be happening in the 9 o'clock hour uh, beginning on Monday, so tune in for that as well. Jason Drew is next. We'll see you Sunday at the big game party at Dave & Buster's. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.